It's the Real Roots Radio podcast, on-demand content highlighting the best information and entertainment from the Real Roots Radio team. Here's Daniel Mullen sitting down with one of today's top music makers on Real Roots Radio. I'm so glad to have a special guest and a dear friend on the airwaves today, Tim Surratt of the band Balsam Range. How are you doing today, Tim? Nobody. It's good to talk to you. I'm doing fine. Hope you are up there. We are. We're we're hanging in there like a hair in a biscuit. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's what we're doing, man. Oh, you we he- keep standing up and going. We heard your song. We're all in this together, and that's kind of been an unofficial theme song of ours here at Real Roots Radio during these trying times. Uh, you guys recorded that for a benefit project for the IBMA Trust Fund. Did you have any? <laughs> I'm sure you had no idea that just a couple years later that song would be uh, more poignant than ever. No, we had no clue, and 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 it's probably best that way. Truthfully, knowing our guys. <laughs> <laughs> No, we, 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 every, everything with us is a happy accident, and I'm, I'm kind of thankful for that. But, no, that's a great song, and that's a song that no matter what, what you know, the current crisis is, it's something we can hang on to, and it, we truly are. I've never seen a, a, a situation like this where it, it, it's affected everybody. And in our world of uh, the music world, it's, it's, it's affected everybody. It's really hit the music industry extremely hard. I mean, all the all the uh, all facets of the the market and the economy have been hit, but the the live gig industry has been essentially <laughs> wiped out for now. As someone who has been on the road touring heavily, I think you said since you've been about 17 years old, what yep. has that been like to now all of a sudden have no dates? Uh, it's it's surreal, really. Um, I mean, I, uh, <laughs> my wife the other day just texted me a number and I can't remember what it was exactly. And I said, what, what does that mean? She said, that's the number of days you've been home consecutively. She said, we got to do something about this. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I tell you, it's, um, it has been very weird and it's troubling for the industry or, you know, especially our little bluegrass world. Uh, because so many people, that's what's what they do, and that's what they depend on. I'm I'm thankful that I have other outlets, but you know, there has there has been a bright side to it if if we could find one. Number one, where we live, um, where the where Balsam Range lives, is pretty rural. We live in the Great Smoky Mountains here, and and we've had I think 20 cases total in our county. Nobody's has died from this thing, uh, so we have been fairly isolated. Um, but also is the family time that, you know, that we have all uh, really enjoyed, um, over this two month period. It, it's been great. I've got the, uh, you know, I have a 12 year old son who's all into baseball and, and starting to get into music in a big way. So we spend every day, uh, you know, doing either or both, which is fun for me. It keeps me young. And to see him getting interested in, in, in the instruments and, uh, you know, trying to learn songs and that kind of thing, it's really been a lot of fun. And spending time, you know, being my wife's joke, she's a jokester, but we've, we've really had a lot of time to, 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 you know, it's a cliche, but to be a family. Um, so it's not been all bad, truthfully. 
I'm visiting with Tim Sert of the band Balsam Range here on Real Roots Radio. Uh, Tim, you've been in the music business a long time, starting off in the gospel world in the past, uh-huh. uh, I guess, probably about decade or so with the band Balsam Range, and you have seen it all. You've uh, you've played <laughs> dates on both ends of the spectrum. Coming from the gospel world, of course, I know that you were always associated and it had a huge passion for, for bluegrass music, but some of these more eclectic uh, festival-type dates uh, with balsam range that you guys have played, you guys have reached such a wide uh, audience and such a varied audience. Um, what has been the uh, the contrast in worlds? Uh, what's that contrast been like coming from the, the gospel industry to some of these more uh, hippie-type festivals that balsam <laughs> range has been best blessed to play? Well, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, it, it is a different world. Uh, and first two or three years, I mean, Balsam Range is the first, you know, secular, I should say, I guess, band that I've ever played in. Well, since I was, you know, 14 or 15 years old and playing in a garage Led Zeppelin cover band. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great background for Bill Monroe music, by the way. But, but it was, it took a little getting used to because we're just like every other bluegrass band. We first started out, we were playing, you know, uh, I'd never played anywhere where they served alcohol since I was a kid, uh, and and those kinds of things. It took took a little getting used to and a little you know self examination. But you know, in my mind, I had to think. You know what? If I sing a gospel song here, and I always did, and I still do. You know, uh, maybe uh, maybe that's my little niche ministry in this world, and uh, I, I, I'm try I, I try not to look at that as a, a justification for. Not singing gospel music all the time, but you know what? At some point, uh, the people in the choir loft have heard me. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, um, and and there's there's a lot of similarities between the gospel world and and the acoustic or bluegrass world. So much of it, it is family based in the respect that you know, uh, and you've seen this uh, being around it all your life. Um, you know, we've played so many shows with Joe and the Ramblers and. And before that, with Joe and your grandfather uh, and the traditional grass, that we know all those guys. You know, there have been times where we've stepped in and filled in if one of the band members is sick uh, in another band, and you don't think a thing about it. You you play package shows, the country music world used to call it, where there's, you know, all these festivals, there's four or five bands on every day, and you get to be in such close friends, and uh, that's, that's a similar thing. The gospel world was always the same thing. Uh, every show had two or three or four different bands or groups on it. And you do that over a period of 10 years, you know everybody in the industry. And, you know, you, that's a big part of the, the joy of playing music is, you know, oh, cool, we're with, you know, whoever that night, Blue Highway or, or whoever that night. That's cool. And you end up backstage talking about common interests. And it's like we joke all the time. You know, I don't think I've ever had a bass conversation with Barry Bales. It's always about farming or turkey hunting, you know? <laughs> so it's the same way in that regard. There's a very, uh, very big uh, sense of camaraderie, and it's similar in gospel and bluegrass folk. So that's a, that's a big, fun part of it to me is the hanging out in the festival all day with your, your friends and the other groups. And like I said, you know, we've played festivals with everybody in the world. I remember two of our guys playing the the set at Gettysburg with Steve Canyon Rangers, you know, it's just that kind of thing is makes it a joy to do period. 
Balsam Range, you guys are known for original music and your original approach. While you guys have uh, always have great fresh songs from songwriters in the band and in partnership with your buddy Mylon Miller, you guys also yeah. aren't afraid to tackle a song from the Allman Brothers or John Denver or anybody in between. <laughs> oh, why does that variety uh, aid in Balsam Range's ability to reach such a wide audience? Well, that's for one thing, as I said earlier, Daniel, this is a lot of stuff. I, I would like to say we had a super ironclad business model and business plan, you know, 13 and a half years ago when we started out. But we were just, we just got together to jam. We didn't all even know each other, even though we're from the same county. So um, there was no limits placed on it, you know, like, yeah. you know, you're going to some festival. Ooh, we better not play that because this is a traditional festival. Or maybe we better not do this. There was none of that because we didn't. Balsam Range is a mountain range that surrounds our home county, which is Haywood County, North Carolina. We didn't ever think we'd ever get out of Haywood County and had no intentions of it. So we just played whatever we wanted to, and we started all of us, you know, like different things. Uh, um, Mark likes the flat and scrugs thing. Um, Buddy likes the old time and every other kind of stuff. Caleb and I love jazz, and, and uh, I love blues, rock and roll. And Darren's a huge, uh, you know, traditional country guy. You know, he ne- you never meet a guy, and he's, you know, when we started playing Darren, what, early 20s, and he knew the words to every John Conley song, which may or not be a scary thing. But <laughs> nothing was off limit. And when we would play, you know, these places around here where we started playing at 7 o'clock or whatever and play till midnight, we'd just say, let's just play whatever we want to. And there's also, on the other side of that, we don't, put it in our mind that every show we play, they're going to be, you know, like traditional bluegrass people are, like you and I are. Uh, oh, here's a song from Bill Monroe uh, when Jimmy Martin was with him in 1950, blah, blah, blah. You know, they don't know the catalog, so... And they, and they may not care either. I know that's blasphemy yeah. to me and you. But we try to do songs that are going to appeal to the non-bluegrass people. You know, we've always joked, you know, how many... How many people in the audience have a drug problem? You hate this kind of music. Somebody you love, this drug you hear. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and we always play two or three songs with that in mind. You know, that we play Beatles teams or Almond Brothers or, like, say, John Denver or whatever. And we try to appeal to as many people as possible. You know, we don't, we don't force ourselves to follow any, you know, standardized template. I don't, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way to people that, Love total. If I if I had my wishes, I listen to Stanley Brothers twenty four hours a day. I love it, you know. Uh, but when we go out and play, we just try to reach everybody we can. And that's such that's such a great approach. And uh, as you said, I'm with you, man. Stanley Brothers is hardcore. But <laughs> if you're dragging somebody that. that has never seen a banjo or a mandolin before, it might, you know, uh, I don't. It, that's not for everybody right out of the gate, you know. No, if I had my I way, I, it would be. But if I you, think, if, well, yeah, if you yeah. can appeal to them with a, a song, a bluegrass version of a song they know, and kind of get their foot in the door, they'll be a little bit more likely to like the Stanley Brothers after that, you know. Well, you know what I think. I, I've had a lot of you know back of the bus talks with Steve Canyon Rangers guys because we all have similar backgrounds. You know, they grew up just over the mountains from us. Yeah, and uh, and we were talking about it numerous times about how we got into this bluegrass the same way. Now, I heard it a lot when I was a kid from the region here, and my dad played some, and I did too a little bit. But, I, you know, I was into rock and roll until I heard 
and I can tell you the record it was. It was that live album, Bluegrass, the world's greatest show. Oh yeah. And uh, and when that set, that third side came on with the uh, almost original New South. Yeah. And Tony Rice took off. I was it, I was as we say in the mountains. I was ruined. You know, <laughs> absolutely ruined. And and I got into what he was doing in his you know the the Bela Fleck, the New Grass Revival, those current people at that time, Hot Rice. But then. You start bluegrass music, you, you get into it by somebody like that, like a gateway drug, and then you go backwards. How did this get to here? Yeah. Then you end up, like I did in my 20s, I listened to Bill Monroe for about four or five years and never took it off the turntable. You know, it yeah. just. But I think there needs to be some way to get you to that point because unless you live near a good station like you guys or, or, or you, uh, you just don't hear that on the radio much, and, and there's a discovery procedure to it. So I think, you know, we try to be that. We, we're conscious of that. If they like something we do, you know, then they might listen to other bluegrass, and then they start going backwards, and then they develop the love of it like we all have. Well, you're exactly right. And even when you talked about, you know, J.D. Crow in the New South, when they were playing the Holiday Inn in Lexington back in the 70s, one of the ways they were appealing to college students from UK were playing songs from John Prine and Gordon Lightfoot oh, yeah. and the Flying Burrito yeah. Brothers. Um, sure. And getting them in that way you know and that's totally cool there's bluegrass uh i i love the music and i love the world and i love the community but i think sometimes we're too uh you know you hate to say words like this in the climate we're in but we're too apt to put up walls instead of opening <laughs> doors you know yeah. for, for the music um and it's it's not a bad thing to bring in new people by any means necessary. No, no. it's like uh, it's like I don't I'm not a big fan of the huddle mentality. Let's huddle up, you know, and put our hands on each other's shoulders like a football huddle, and make sure we keep out as many people as possible so it dies as quickly as possible. Yeah. Is what it comes down to, you know. If you don't like it, I mean, there's everybody has stuff they like and they don't like, and just it's like a lot of things in life. Just don't force me to agree with it. Yeah. You're- <laughs> You you hit the nail on the head, and, and just like you were talking about uh, how you can use your, your ministry and, and your gift and your testimony to be a blessing to folks in some of these bars or hippie festivals that Balsam Range may play, because uh, you said, you know, the choirs heard you sing all those songs already. You know, you're that's how just in like in a religion or in Christianity, you're not going to reach the lost by only preaching to save people. If, you know, if, yeah. Bluegrass is like one. the bluegrass is like the gospel. You ain't gonna turn them into you know, a fan. There, there is, and obviously not. It's not anything comparable, but it does. There, there is a similarity to it, and I don't want to get too, uh, you know, theoretical in my beliefs. That's that everybody has their own, and yeah, and and you very, I, I, you know, I hate all this arguing. I hate it. Yeah, uh, I, but I'll tell you why. It's, I don't. I've never seen anybody else convince the other and they were wrong, yeah. whether it's politics or whatever it is. You know. People ask us to take a stand as a band all the time, uh, and we refuse it because I'll tell you, uh, uh, I'm talking a political stand. Yeah. I'll tell you why, because we don't even have the exact similar beliefs in the band. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we live in a rural county that's 20 miles from Asheville, which is one of the most left-leaning places in the world. Yeah. So at, at our, we used to laugh at our shows. We'd play downtown Asheville on the street out there, you know, at these big outdoor festivals that Asheville puts on. And and we would we would watch you know hula hoop spinning hippies super left liberal sitting and standing and enjoying the music with farmers from Jonathan Creek out here in Maggie Valley 
Yeah. So it's not my place to exclude anybody at this point, uh, and certainly not my church. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're not going to you're not going to uh, convert anybody that you've never met. Well, and that's one thing that's so great about bluegrass music, and Mr. Monroe said it before, that it brings more people together than any other type of music in the way that yeah. people from all different t- sorts of backgrounds, we've seen it at a million festivals, you can get people who outside of a bluegrass world or outside of a bluegrass concert would have nothing to do with one another, but you uh, bring them together over the love of the music and you can settle a whole lot of differences that way. i tell you what, and I don't want to, uh, get to again philosophical or theoretical on you, but when I was chairman of the of the board of the IBMA, just like your dad, he was he came along right after me. One of the big issues I had, and I won't tell you exactly what the issue is, but it was a super political uh, issue, a hot button issue, and some of the organization was really pushing us to make a a big loud stand, and I I fought that because um, I said, well, I tell you what. If we say roughly 50% of our organization are super left-leaning people and 50% are super right-leaning people, because there's not that many people right square in the middle. I said, uh, if we plant our flag, uh, be prepared to cut the lights off at the office because, uh, uh, number one, if half of our organization leaves, we don't have enough to keep the lights on. And two, the most important thing, I, I made a speech to the board saying, you know what? Bluegrass music to me is a place to go to forget all this outside stuff for a while. It's a it's a happy diversion. It's a it's a a place of solace for me. I've never walked into a bluegrass jam and had them stop the song and say, "Okay, now what are your affiliations? Are you yeah. a Baptist? Are, are yeah. you a Democrat? Are you you know do you hate anybody?" I've never had that happen. They just nod at you and wink and say, "You want them solo?" You know. There's that love of the music and and. I think in our world, if that's what we're going to be, then that's what it's got to be. That's why I love uh, one of my favorite things that we used to do at IBMA, and uh, we did it a couple of times with Balsam Rings, was just an open jam. Yeah. Th- there'd be 200 people ganged around, and I'd just find some kid in the crowd with a bass, and I'd say, here, come get mine. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, 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 that's how you, you keep it going. It's not by forcing people to say, well, you either got to do it like this or else, you know? So anyway, amen, Tim, church. Stand, let's be dismissed. <laughs> Tim Every Sur- head bow. <laughs> Tim Surratt of Balsam Range on Real Roots Radio. Now, Tim, you and the band have a brand new single out. One thing you you guys have been a little busy during the quarantine in the recording studio. Tell us about the band's new song, Richest Man. Oh, man, I love this song. I mean, I love this song. I love how it sounds. I love how it's written. I love the lyrics. It's a, a little message in a three minutes and two seconds or whatever it is. And, uh, and of course, uh, you know, one of the secrets of having uh, of great success in a bluegrass world is find somebody that can sing like Buddy, <laughs> Buddy <laughs> Melton, you know. <laughs> and uh, the song uh, it has a very pertinent message for the time we're living in. Uh, you know what? People are, are, uh, are struggling. Uh, people that uh, have breezed through life are struggling, and people that have struggled through life are struggling. And that, that should be a good reminder. I don't care how much you accumulate, um, how much, uh, you know, people get so work-oriented. Uh, we have to fight that ourselves. I know that. But guess what? I don't care how much you accumulate, how big, how many square feet your house is, your grade's going to be three by six, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, we're uh, that, that's my line. We're all going out the same way we came in. Um, 
So that's the that's the thing. The richest man uh, in the graveyard, as the song says, is uh, in the exact same shape as the poorest man in the graveyard. So sometimes it's good for all of us to drop back, and this this pandemic has forced us to, like you said earlier, to drop back, take breath, restore ourselves, uh, remember what's important. Uh, I, you know, play with our kids, um, all these things. Go fishing once in a while. Um, you know, the world's not going to stop. You're exactly right. This pandemic has been uh, a great reminder that we've all got a lot more alike than we do different. We're all <laughs> in the same boat. As the song said, we're all in this together, uh, yeah. no matter what. And the way we treat our family, the way we treat our neighbors and the rest of mankind, at the end of the day, matters a whole lot more than the size of the, size of the bank account or how thick our wallet is. Yeah. You know, uh, my my. It's, I don't even have to tell the story without sounding so funny, but uh, I saw some people fussing up over land here one time uh, 20, 25 years ago. And I remember one lady asking the gentleman across the fence, she said, well, I can't wait to go to your funeral to see how you're going to drag this whole mouth behind your casket. <laughs> 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 and I remember laughing so hard. But that's a fact. I don't care what you've got. You're not taking it with you. We're all going out the same way we came in, you know. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us on a Real Roots Raider today, Tim. It's been a real treat. Hey, bud. My pleasure. Always a pleasure. Say hey to your mom and dad. I hope she's still a Boston Range fan. Joe always uh, gave me a hard time because he said she liked us better. <laughs> <laughs> so you say hey to her for me, will you? I'll be sure to do it. <laughs> All right, bud. I appreciate you. I'll appreciate you. Thank you for joining us. All right, bud. See you. Everyone has time for good music. You got time to breathe. You got time for music. The Daniel Mullins Midday Music Spectacular. Weekdays 10 to noon on Real Roots Radio.